We're back! We took a bit more time off than planned, but we're back. To school, that is. As fall sets into the Rocky Mountains, we discuss the state of the game after the North American Championships. Worlds is waiting, so we'll also talk about how to learn about the meta. Can you say elites? I knew you could. And how to adjust to it. New cards also dropped in the form of Searching for Truth, and we'll discuss the new Necron Warlord, as well as the new hotness, or at least the new warmness. So, the bell has rung, the kids are hot for teacher, and the Traxxas Sector Warcast starts now. This is the Traxxas Sector Warcast, a podcast about Warhammer 40k Conquest, the living card game from Fantasy Flight Games. Your hosts are Tobin Lopez, John King, and Carl Anderton. Episode 35, John's Junk, Tobin's Trunk, No Contest. All right, welcome. This is Tobin Lopez. I'm John King, and I'm Carl Anderton. And so we're we've uh, illness, busyness, and construction. The expansion of the Haunted Game Cafe. We're standing here or sitting here in front of a big hole in the wall uh, <laughs> as the Haunted Game Cafe works to expand itself. Uh, yeah, you guys so are going to double that, your that, space that, at that'd least. Be awesome. Yep. Yep, that'd be awesome. Plan. Add some significant playing and retail space. Really, like double both because right now you're splitting. Compact in both ways, right? Yep. So. Both those sides are going to go quite considerably. Excellent, excellent. So, I had it, for those of you who listened to the uh, interview episode that I had when mm-hmm. I when I talked to Nathan and Joey. Those were great, by the way. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it was it was fun to do. That uh, it's obvious that my experience as it running against five elite decks was an outlier, <laughs> right? Because both of them are like, oh, really? I didn't, I didn't experience that at all. I'm like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> like, uh, and I, I don't know that we were talking the other day. And yes, it's not an elite meta because there are still non-elite decks that are very strong. Mm-hmm. But it is an elite present meta. Like elites are now present. Oh yeah, no. I mean, it's what? there. They're there. You have to. You have to account for them. It's not a swarm meta. It's not a okay area effect. We'll take care of things. It's a okay. I need to be able to respond to swarm, but also respond and be able to do something about the big the uh, hellfire dragon that's coming down, raining, raining uh, chaos down upon us. Right? Like mm-hmm. you need to be well, able to take care of it, both of those things. What six months ago? Nobody. Or maybe a little bit longer, but nobody played those big units because they were too expensive. You put too much into them, and then oh, they were gone. Yep. At the, at the risk of arguing semantics, we, we are in an elite meta because now you have to care about them. Where before yeah. we didn't. True. Obviously, not not everyone was swarming before either. But swarm was a thing you had to go. Well, I've got to have an answer for it. Right. So now we're in a more more a more um, divisive meta right. right now. Right. And you know, the more things stay, change, the more they stay the same. That's that's been that's been the kind of the mantra since Gen Con, because. If you look, Nathan Gardner won with Kith, right? Mm-hmm. And the Kith, and Joey and Nathan played as Kith and Eldroth. Their experience was interesting, and there were a lot of elites. There were eleven or twelve different warlords in the top sixteen, mm-hmm. I believe. Which was all awesome. factions were represented. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, maybe not Tau. Maybe Tau was not represented, but I think everything else. Necrons were there. Tyranids were there. Uh, Space Marines, you know, obviously. I think, and even Urian was made top 16. I don't know if he got to top 8. So, it's a very healthy state of the game right now. It's yeah. amazing, uh, diverse. It's really pretty awesome. Now, and then and then to follow on the heels of Gen Con, 
Uh, Varun repeats as the UK national champion yep. Yep. with Kugoth. And that's uh, that caught a lot of people's attention. Of course, Varun doing it. I mean, he's the defending world champion. He's the, he was the defending, now he's the repeat UK national champ. So he's a good player, and he thinks about the game in, in ways that the top players think about the game and not necessarily anyone around this table. <laughs> but, you know, he's, he's caught people's attention. And I, I, when I think about elites, I think about, like, I think chaos is the best position for elites because they have the economy, the alternate economy for elites in the form of promise and glory. Yeah. In we've, the form of this, we've things. sort of been warned about this for a while. Looking at chaos since they first came out, with right. a key deck to have big guys that could be discounted in a meaningful way, in an effective way. You right. know, throw down a command unit, turn it into money, like you say. And that was glory. and that was know. the famous last five minutes of our last episode, where we discussed <laughs> exactly the that, strength they, of chaos and it, elites, and it cut out. but it didn't get it didn't get captured. The warp the warp did not <laughs> want that information out just, just yet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. exactly. But you know, I I faced Master Paths got in the way of that. There. I faced. A, <laughs> I've been reading a lot of lore. Can you guess? <laughs> I faced a Zerather Elite deck that he made. I think he made either top four, or top eight, uh, and he just really destroyed me. Um, and it's pretty disheartening to see a Black Legion Heldrake dropped at a blue planet, and they have corrupted Terraportarium, <laughs> and you're just like. I got nothing. <laughs> I, I might have six units at this planet, but I got nothing. Because it's a flying 8-8, eight eight, right? Like, I, blah, blah, blah. I passed by the um, the games on Wednesday when our league started up, um, and I was like, oh, hey, that's a Bloodthirster with six damage on it. I'll come back later when that's beaten the crap out of a few things, shall I? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. So one of the, one of the things, there's, there's several things that happened since we last recorded, which is... Uh, Gen Con happened. We, we posted that interview episode. Uh, UK Nationals got announced. And it's looking more and more, unfortunately, and maybe we don't want to deal with this too much. I don't want to spend too much time on this. But it's looking more and more like there's something going on with Conquest with respect to FFG. And in, infrastructure-wise. Infrastructure-wise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That the game is going to go on hiatus. The game is going to end. I don't know. There's no... been. You know, we have the next pack is coming, which is the Screaming yeah, Banshee Jean, Jean, pack. Jeans are on the Banshees, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the Screamers Sorry, are coming. My new, my new band name. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> this, the, the, this, the Screamers are coming. They'll be here probably in two weeks. But there's been no announcement about next packs or no stuff like that. So it looks like, at the very least, hiatus. Mm. A break. Which sucks. And it's... I've processed it, right? I've been processing this since Gen Con. You know, there were these little indicators that, you know, confirmation bias. I'm a researcher, so confirmation bias is something I'm very aware of. And I didn't want to look and see these things. And I was looking and seeing, and there's there's still a chance that our game comes out ahead. But... It's I'm 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 trying to I've, I'm trying to bring myself to a place where I can accept it now, mm-hmm. and I kind of grieved for a few days. But the fact of the matter is, there's on the other side of that, one of the things I'm looking at, and and I realize I haven't played so many of the warlords. Mm-hmm. Like I just yeah. haven't played because I've been astro militarum, I've been I've been astro militarum and a little space marines and a little of this and a little of that, and there's there's scores of warlords I haven't even played but yet. Like Eldar guys, 
that what's the what's the Eldar? Talison. Talison yeah. Talison Fer- Tally made the top sixteen at Gen Con. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's amazing, right? And, and I heard it mentioned on First Planet, the game may the the new cards may stop coming, but the game will still be very interesting to me for a, for a, quite a while, mm-hmm. right? And we, they're supporting it through twenty seventeen. Yeah. We, we're not done. We're not as, done. as a community, one way or the other. We're not, we're not done, yeah. and, and we're not done until they tell us anything official, anyway. Either an official yes or no. So absolutely, that's the, that's the big absolutely. thing to wait for. So but my so 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 my hopes are still there, but. I guess what I'm saying is that I've come to a realization that now that my hopes might not be might not be see fruition, mm-hmm. right? And I've kind of dealt with that. I was about to say we're all grown ups. I will say the average average um, age of a of a conquest player is higher than average, we can say that for sure. So we can we can handle this kind of thing and knowing there could be a future problem and still play on and still do our stuff and still enjoy this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I played I played Netrunner and Netrunner died. The original Netrunner. Mm-hmm. I, I, I we John and I played the original Netrunner. And that runner died quickly. It was quite, yeah. the, quite the, I was going to say it was quite an abrupt. Like, ah, oh yeah, it was. It was a year. There was and a one, little bit. There was one expansion. Yeah, there was quite, one that's expansion. One official, that's right. The there was one expansion, and then they came out with a. Here's one more expansion. Thank you to the. Thank you to the. Yeah. To the people who supported us. Oof, so there, were, uh, there was Proteus, and then there was Netrunner Classic, and Net, the classic was the. <laughs> as if there was a classic when, with a core set and nothing else mm-hmm. they, but they released a, a, a second expansion of some cards yeah right and um, that's that's why it, it was just re-releasing it was they, they just repackaged cards that were already there that it was kind of like ah they put yeah. some new stuff in and uh, yeah yeah. Uh, yeah it was like six five or six cards so once you got the five or six cards like great I don't need to buy that anymore yeah and, and think about how, what happened when they re-announced Netrunner by the way just as a as a thought for the long future which was all this all this thought and, thought and attachment reappeared in the moment everyone no one forgot it right you know, kind of right right and which I which is kind of where I've gone with this like I processed it I've been processing it and and Conquest has a an amazing structure. The structure, some some of it, yes, as we know, some of it can be very complex. Reactions, force reactions, timing, moving, nerglings, the whole deal, right? Some of it can get very hairy. The the core thinking of the game, the con- deck construction, the the moving and the commitment to planets, the planet flop, all these things are well designed and long lasting and can be used for a while and we can revisit it it can be revisited it's not it's not over with um, I, as I I'm, as I said I'm I'm thinking of it as hiatus mm-hmm. it might be a hiatus of 10 years <laughs> at which point I'm well, like you know. I'm in my uh, you know I'm, I'm looking towards retirement I'm like yeah maybe not but <laughs> either way either I wanted to get that out I you know we didn't plan mm-hmm. on I didn't plan on saying that it's, but well, there's, there's no. It. Basically, if you're aware of the situation, none of it, none of us here are not aware of it, and thinking, and plan, planning our future future actions based on that. You know, right. I'd just like to highlight, by the way, a, a great quote of yours. There is timing, movement, and nerglings. Conquest 2016. So, with that being said, there is a question on the Carm Game DB. We're kind of out. Of, we're kind of rough. It's a little out of practice. So we're gonna. That there is there is no segue. No, it's just. One Let's big, go to questions. It's a usual, usual big mass of stuff to woven together. Yeah. You know? There's a question on ComGameDB, which I thought was especially appropriate. Uh, someone says, what are the, some of the fundamentals of building and playing an elite deck? And our thoughts on how to do that. John, you've built one. I've now built a couple, right? 
I mean, we have we have Varun's deck to go by, and I saw it. You know, someone shared it with me, and said, and I saw it. And I'm like, oh, 21 units. I, I would this would deck would never succeed with me. I would never be able. Like, I would draw, and I'm like, oh look, seven cards. Okay, Mulligan, draw, no units. Okay, great. And I just draw two cards, and draw two cards, and draw two cards, and I would do nothing but draw two cards, and I would never draw a unit. That would be how I, that that would be my luck, right? So. Let's share how we go about building elite decks. I'm especially to hear. I'm especially interested to hear about John's junk, <laughs> the return of John's junk. <laughs> the one thing that I found with elites is you either obviously you have to deal with their costs, um, and you do it in two ways, and at least my thinking, you do it in two ways. You either play discounters like the SCC fragments, cultists, anything that allows you to to. Uh, get a unit out for less than what you what you what the printer cost is, or you overload on your resource generation. And I had built a ma- I had built a Maxim deck with uh, lots of elites, STC fragments, uh, playing Space Marines, pl- the core reducer uh, mm-hmm. supports mm-hmm. to reduce by one, and that did not play as fast as I as it needed to. Uh, the the problem that of course with, that you always get with Astro Militarum is your units. Well, you either have small units that are cheap cost, but they don't hit for much unless you supp- unless you supplement that how classic swarm somehow. Yeah, right. yeah, or you have the big elites, which is okay, great. However, there's a real big dead space. <laughs> I found that it just just was not in in making that leap from getting the smaller units out and getting some resources to getting to getting that. Uh, big lead out that all of a sudden my my opponent had leapfrogged me. Mm-hmm. This is the high low curve we were talking about. Yeah, the yeah, 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 small yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. so um, I was I was uh, Mike and I Michael and I were playing, and we swapped it around. He had a maximum deck as well, and so I actually played his maximum deck. We swapped some cards out, and we went with orcs as the allied faction. So didn't the only you the, went with orcs instead of yeah going because because space marines. Traditionally, the thinking has been go to Space Marines because so you get the Land Raider. For Maximum, exactly. specifically. Right. Yeah, for Maximum. Uh, right. Because that's the only other tank. Orcs don't have any tanks. They have a whole lot of vehicles. They don't have any tanks. Right. Um, which makes sense because a tank you would think have to be well built and a vehicle you could just slap together with the wog. Right. Uh, <laughs> and paint it red and it goes faster. Oh. So Scrap Naba <laughs> is incredibly huge in that deck. Ammo Depot supplements all the other card draw. And then also some of the two cost mm-hmm. ones that you have in there. I mean, I, I and you know I. I so you went with what? Snakebite thugs. Snakebite thugs. Scrap nabas. Ammo depots. Ammo depots. And a couple. Did other, you take some elite? Did you? Because you still have STC fragments in the deck, right? No, I took the STC fragments you out. You did. And I actually went. I would, rather, rather, probably would have. Rather than going real heavy on the elites with the Lehman Russ and the Conquerors, I still have a few of those. But I went with the four cost tanks. I went with the Griffin Escort, which I know, Tobin, you said it's expensive, and it's kind of like, <laughs> uh, it, it, it's a very, granted, everybody, it's a very small sample size, but I was never sorry to see the Griffin Escort hit the table. And Mike, <laughs> when he, he's like, okay, you know, he, he told me that basically he had a plan, everything, and as soon as the Griffin Escort hit the table at Planet One, he had to change his game plan. And Griffin Escort is the new card I was searching for truth. New, it's a four yeah. cost. Uh, vehicle unit tank, um, tank, and tank tank that's a two four Astra Militarum single command icon 
Right, and when you and, and when you put them into play, you put two guardsmen. Generate play two with guardsmen, them. which yeah. wh- that that in it, war it's stupid good. It, it it's a stupid good unit card to begin with. Yeah, uh, I mean you get a little extra punch in war <laughs> because yeah 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 oh no no oh, no man uh, yeah so yeah. so yeah. And, and and I included a couple of orc things that I'm not going to say because I want to surprise. Oh, okay, you. all right, all right. Yeah. Uh, same, the Griffin the Griffin boils down to a four resources for four attack. That's harder to kill than normal. Yeah, basically. Yeah, and, and um, yeah, and it's I, a, not a four-four single. Yeah. right? it's mm-hmm. threes. And, right. and one part of it is really hard to kill because it's in maxim. Yeah, and, and, it's a and, tank. And, and so the other, and then of course I, uh, the other uh, tank in there is the Meridian Hellhound, and Mordian Hellhound. Yeah, Mordian Hellhound. And that one I'm still on the fence about, but. Um, Despite fighting, fighting planets full of ten tokens, I yeah. should mention the game he's referring to. I passed by at one point, and both of them had max tokens at the same planet. Yeah, I had ten <laughs> guards when he Mike had, was playing Swarmlord, and he, and so he, he had like, and he oh had ten turbines. So yeah, the, the area effect in there, and I was like, okay, maybe you know, swap this out. But I realized there's no other way to deal with swarm in Astro Militarum other than the, the Hellhound. Yeah, at least the way I had the deck going. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and the, but then the opposite way. Um, you know, in like I, I built a, a uh, Nasdrag Elite deck, and that one I have Scrap Nabos and STC Fragments because I have a couple of small Orc units, but then everything else is so how how many so so you've taken your Maxim deck. It's your Maxim deck is not an Elite deck anymore. Not really. There, there's still five elites. So how do yeah. how are we going to qualify? I, I would well, say I no. Think, it's not. I think the no, it's not an Elite has heavy come deck. to come to an Elite deck being. That those know, are your, those twenty plus twenty to twenty five units mm-hmm. with at least eight of those, at least a third of your units being elite. Being elite, yeah. That would be quote unquote an elite deck. Yeah. At so, least, so, and, and the, the, so I took. Folks, I, you know, I, I this did, is, I this did is take all the with a grain of salt. Yeah. This is what I've listened. To, I've listened to some podcasts. I've seen some lists. Mm-hmm. I've seen some things. I mean, here we have we have runes ahead of us, and it has twenty one units, and there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, 8, 9, 10, 11, 14, is that right? 4, 5, 6, 9, 11, 14. Yeah, 14 of his 21 units are elites. Mm-hmm. Right, like, and granted, four, and also four of those units are a signature squad that is listed here. Four of those are, are coming with the deck anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah are coming in. with the Warlord yep. anyway. Yep. So then the other three are Xavius Split Town. Yeah, help generate cultists. So right. I mean, and 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 he like he he recently was on First Planet podcast, and he was saying that Xavius you know, was kind of mixed, and that's kind of what I found is like he's good in theory, mm-hmm. but largely he does it do, he doesn't trigger very many times. So mm-hmm. he gets the attack, he gets hit first. It, it, in my experience is that Xavius is, is a mixed bag. Like, you think he's going to be good, and he doesn't turn out to be half Although, as good as I would he say is. he's also a classic target for your opponent, because your opponent can't allow him to get good, because the steamroll will be so yeah. ridiculous. As soon, yeah. as, he's, as soon as he's made anything near his cost back, in terms of how much you reduce more demons, yeah, he's going to be yeah. agonizingly painful to play against. Yeah. So, so you're right, he's easy, he's easy to handle, but you have to go and handle him. Right. You know? so, you, so an elite deck would be... That heavy, what we've yeah. talked about, right? So you're 20 to 25 units. I think 21 is the lowest I've seen. Maybe uh, one of the the Zerather deck that I played it played against at Gen Con. I think he he said he had 19 when I played him, and I'm like 19? Are you kidding me? But I think we ended up counting, and he had 21. Mm-hmm. So 21 is the low. In Varun's case, he has 14 of them, so two thirds of them are, are yeah. elite. 
in the case in my case I've I built a, a chaos elite one a Kugoth one before Varun built his or you know whatever I built mine separately without seeing before the nationals and I think I had nine elites maybe ten with 25 units 20 going bo- going below 25 is harsh I my maximum one has 23 units mm-hmm. and the other night I was playing Jason and I had like six units in my hand and nothing not, not no real support for them and I mulliganed into a hand with two units, a Rattling Deadeye and a Rogue Trader. <laughs> or, sorry, Rattling Deadeye and a Void Pirate. So, and, and, and I completely folded that whole game. I never, I never really got going. And I realized, and then I went back and looked, countered my cards. I'm like, oh, I should have kept that first hand. Because that was a big deal. Like, I had six units. I had all the units I needed. I didn't really need to draw another unit for a while. Yeah, you could have drawn into everything uh, else. Well, I mean, that, that comes with, you know, maybe it kind of segues, well, not to, not to skip you, Carl, about constructing, but I mean, playing it—it it really does change. In my mind, it really does change the uh, your mindset of how you have to play. Because, like, oh, okay, yeah, no, you know, I want, I want, I want some resource generation. I maybe want to support, and I want, and I want, I want uh, two or three units. And you know, that's not as far as a, the typical deck that we have been playing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and now going to elites, you're like, yeah, you know, it doesn't matter that. It doesn't well, matter that I don't, don't have all the units. I think you're brushing up against a bit for me, because I know you talk about definitely some elite deck. To me, the elite deck, and now at least, certainly, an elite deck is one where um, the big thing that happens now that didn't happen before is that a deck will take an elite and use it as an effective part of their play. Originally, there didn't seem to be enough support for it. Originally, there didn't be a situation where you could do the whole, here is one, maybe two huge guys, right. and I have enough of a infrastructure in my deck and play to go these guys will be and, and there there you can you could play them but there wasn't protection yeah so they were very that, yeah. vulnerable right yeah. so with backlash out with some of the mm-hmm. elite protection mechanics that are coming out you know it's it's a big deal now there's a there's the chaos card in slash and burn that protects elites princess mm-hmm. might Right, the, the prince's there, might. Yes. Well, there's the mm-hmm. prince's might, but then there's also. The little I'm thinking about the unit. Dude, yeah, mm-hmm. I can't think of the guy's name. I don't know what you mean. Oh, the the chaos cultist. The disciple of excess. He's a two cost, one three unit with a command icon. He's a slinish cultist. Each elite unit you control at this planet gains cannot be routed or exhausted by card effects. That's the one. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's it's not immune to enemy events, but it. it yeah, that's it's so pretty, strong. That's pretty big. Yeah. Right. But saying the, the the point I'm going for there is partly it's that is the support for those things, and partly it's the fact that both the elites, the newer elites we've got, and the the swing in the meta we've got overall, the, the current cards, have put elites into a place where they're powerful enough to be worth supporting mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I, I personally feel that's the big that's the big thing, certainly in competitive decks, is where you see a deck that will go will not immediately go, well screw the elites, that's a waste of time. And like even without reducing things, we'll just go, I'm not gonna bother about that. When you're saying with scrap now, but we're in a place where you can just hard pay for things if it comes to it. Yeah. Or certainly hard pay for more things than you could. Right. So you know so personally I think that's that's the way I'm looking at it is before if you're playing a competitive deck you would have gone, Elites don't be stupid, I won't face one. Now, now it's more of the meta is a matter of oh, I have to account for those that are going to turn up. For me, it was um, a couple of tournaments back where one of the late games, one of the guys was playing just kind of half as a joke. Went, I can, I can do this. Um, Sword Brethren Dreadnought, the first planet, go. That's yeah. the entire of his opening, and I'm like, and I went, oh yeah, that. Oh wait a second, actually, that's a serious problem. Yeah, that actually is a re- that is a realistic threat. Yeah. That's well, not a, that's not a fun. You, you're talking about elder yeah. elites. The shrieking Exarch oh. is stupid. Oh my god. 
right? He hits the table. He, as an additional cost to deploy this card, he's a five-cost Eldar Elite coming out of Searching for Truth. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably frequent the boards, and if you frequent the boards, you've seen the discussion on this guy. He's a 4-6 with two command icons. As an additional cost to deploy the card, you discard two cards from your hand. Reaction. After an army unit is destroyed at this planet, draw one card and deal one damage to a target enemy unit. Okay, so the Exarch is at a planet where someone is destroyed. It doesn't have to be an enemy unit Mm -hmm. where someone is destroyed. And you get to do a damage to a target enemy unit anywhere on the board. Not at that planet. Yeah, two two target enemy unit. Yeah. Yeah. And you get to draw a card. And he's a 4-6. And little and the other the other thing talk, talk, talking about the wider wider space as well because I've I've seen all those guys' abilities but the first thing I thought I, I looked at him I didn't get past the first set of lines because I went I put this guy into play and set up a wraith guard um, uh, Isha fantastic yeah <laughs> like yeah. that's and, uh, before you get to anything else before you get to four six before you get to that horrifying ability yeah, yeah. he is he is painfully nasty and now he is a wa- so the ways I was thinking about okay well maybe you can protect him but he's a warrior so he would be attacked you can't use I have uh, one of the warrior protect like the guy you attack must be a warrior that that Eldar unit yeah. right yeah. so he would get attacked I mean, he's first trigger. <laughs> like, yeah. People go after yeah. him quickly. Yeah, but six health, too. So he's yeah, not exactly six, a, he's it's not an easy around. kill. He's yeah. going to stick around. It's it's, any, uh, oh. And, you know, Salem Enclave is a thing. And he's not. He's a he's a common Eldar unit, so you can yeah. play him in Tau. Hell, you can play him in Just Eldar. Sell him, sell, him, <laughs> sell him down to three, right? Oh, yeah. Wow, you can play him in Eldar. Or Dark Eldar, sorry. You can play him in Dark Eldar. <laughs> a Kit Elite deck. There you go. Every time I've looked at him, I've, I've, I've obviously the gift of Isha combo and going into Roth again. Let's reset those hands. Shall yeah. we? Yeah, no, I'm, yeah. I'm on three cards. Like, why don't you lose the rest now? Yeah. Well, know? Gift of Isha, if you brought him in with Gift of Isha, you wouldn't have to discard two cards. Yeah. No, but we're referring to him, to him setting you up for it. I get the Wraith Knight down, I fire him in. Oh, I discard a Wraith Knight and a Wraith Knight. You'll yeah. go. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not fun. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so so the elites are here. So, but but Mike, I guess my thinking is, twenty to twenty five units, probably twenty three to twenty five. At least nine of them are elites, mm-hmm. okay. right? Uh, with Maxim, I'm paired with Space Marines, so I think I have nine or ten. Problem being with Maxim, as I found, is that there's not a lot of, and we've discussed. I was trying to stick with the one two count and the elites, mm-hmm. one two, and then five six. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was having trouble staying in one two mostly. Well, Maxim Signature Squad is a three cost. Yeah. So that kind of offsets the balance a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't want to do. I didn't want to have that four slot. But Griffin Escort is. Uh, so I was like, okay, I'm going to put two Griffin Escorts in here because it's pretty hard to turn down. It's it's a four cost unit, yes, but it's really a four cost unit that pays for two others. Yeah. Right. So it's so it's a two cost unit with paired with two other one cost units. But your curve is still weighted towards the lows and the highs. You have some middle, of course. Right, right, right. There's yeah. not a lot of middles. There's yeah. the two Grimmon Escorts, and there's the three, and then there's the four Signature Squads. And I took out the Tech Marine Aspirants. I know that might be like no, huge, I, but I took them out. I, I took the, I took those out of my out of my deck. I took out the Vestorian Officers. Um, actually, I might have a couple still. Vestorian I have two officers. of the. I think I have two of the Vestorian because they're two cost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, but I, I think it's, that's one of the nice things. I mean, the, one of the new cards out of Slash and Burn, Engine Seer Mechanic, which is a a common Astro Militarum card. 
He's a three cost. He's a one six, which yeah. is awesome. <laughs> one command one icon. One six, dude. And after a vehicle unit you control at this planet is assigned damage exhaust this unit to prevent up to two da- two of that damage. Yeah. So <laughs> that that that's really cool. You could build. It doesn't necessarily have to be a. I mean, in Maxim, you want to do the tank deck, but you could build a vehicle deck. Now, yeah. on oh, an yeah. military term, you could build a, a Well, Kodiak. can you imagine these guys, just one of these guys paired with another uh, Steel Engine Chimera? What was I going to say? Yeah, I mean, sure. come the on. The Chimera like, was hilarious, like, yeah. Like, I was like, okay, all I, all, I, I should, all I should really attack is the Chimera. I'll attack the Chimera. I'll exhaust my mechanic. Yeah. So it's you just, like, it's just even <laughs> stupider. It, the protections. And he's a 6. And when the Chimera's in play, he might as well be a 12. Yeah. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. So it just kind of gets a little ridiculous sometimes. But, yes, the, the, you can stack that stuff up. I think, you know, everybody's like, oh, okay. You know, every, a lot of people, for good reason, are really excited about the Elite meta. I, myself, am included. But I'm also thinking about, okay, let's think about the meta we've kind of left behind a little bit and how that might be strengthened by cards here. Oh, yeah. The okay. Engine Seer mechanic is would be I kind of where do you find a slot for him in war? He's a 2-6 attack in war. He, he, you can exhaust him to prevent damage against the vehicle if you have the SLC at the planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you make there, a, you make I mean, a vehicle he's a two war six. deck. He's a 2-6? He's a 2-6 in war? Are you kidding me? It's a 2-6 in Strachan? Yeah. No, he's not a 2-6 in Strachan. No, he's no, a he's a scholar. And that's the thing. I mean, I mean, because I was thinking, oh, yeah, build a vehicle deck for Strachan. And it's like, well, wait, you know, Strachan only affects soldiers and warriors. So, you know, maybe, maybe you build a vehicle deck in Kugath. Well, you and or, or old one eye because <laughs> yeah. he's a common, you know. And you bring that, and you bring, and uh, I, I, I put, I, I played one of these. Like well, you I said, can't, I, you I, can't I, play I, vehicles in old one eye. Do the Tyranids even have vehicles? Wait, what? You said Tyranids in the. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I meant old Zogwart. Sorry. <laughs> okay, I mean, you said old one eye. I was like, <laughs> huh? I don't know if Tyranids can drive. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> a, car, a card that I have tripled down on. In, in my Maxim deck, is Clear Cut Refuge. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, you have, I mean, you know, you have a Meridian Hellhound, a Mor- Mordian, uh, Mor- Hellhound. Mordian Hellhound out. And it's like, oh, it's only it's only a three, it's only three health. No, it's seven. Yeah. Because, you know, you, 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 ex- you exhaust the, the Clear Cut Refuge, and it gets uh, uh, hit points equal to the highest print cost of a unit. Right. So... <laughs> oh no! A conqueror becomes oh, a, a yeah, conqueror. Becomes conqueror, a, conqueror got a three, stupid. A three six, a three thirteen. Yeah, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and and then yep. yeah, that, then you that have grows then, that gets even bigger. Yeah, right? you have yeah, right. you have like oh look and keep firing <laughs> and preemptive barrage. <laughs> yep. Yay! Oh yes. <laughs> that actually happened in one of the decks. It's kind of like well, there's a warlord bloody. <laughs> it's like, yes, yeah, yes, it it's is. insane. It's the you know, we're talking about the Astro Military Elite because that's what we play. Uh, but there but, are well, but a lot of other thing, clear-cut refuge. That's the thing is not loyal. It's not loyal. It yeah. is unique. It is unique, but it's not loyal. So you now, so now look at it's like you know you look at you look at Nasdrag with the cyborg orc body. Like oh okay boy, yeah, I, I double the hit points of a of of my frontline art boys. It's like and clear-cut refuge. It's like he ain't ever dying. So then, <laughs> so then the frontline hard. Well, the frontline the clear-cut only gives him till end of phase, right? So if the frontline hard boys has the Cyborg body on him. He's a ten. He's a ten hit point unit. Right. And then so you and he has add, to be cleared as you incentive. add five more. Right. Yeah. So so let's say you add five more because the frontline hard boys. Oh, and the frontline hard boys is a four. So you add four more to the. So he's a not. So he becomes a nine. Then that's double to eighteen. Mm-hmm. But if you do ten damage to the hard boys, he will die at the end of phase. 
but he's done his job. He's done his job. <laughs> just, just, just go back over that phrase. If you do 10 damage. Yeah, so he'll be freaking dead by then. <laughs> he's paced being held up by, being held up by a couple sticks in the clear-cut refuge, and then the clear-cut refuge ships out, and he just folds. You, know, you, you, got, you got one shooter mob behind him that's just you know, killing everything else. I mean, that wins you a planet. Oh, oh yeah, that wins easily. You a yeah, if, if, you, if, you know, if your opponent has... 18 potential damage coming at you in one combat round, yeah. you weren't going to win anyways. <laughs> yeah. You know, now obviously it sucks where you're like, you put all that down and you're like, oh, Clavex. It's like, ah, Beth and Clavex. Yeah. But, uh, cracking Clavex, right? You know, but, uh, because he's not an elite. But, I mean, you put that on an elite and you're you're well, sitting there ready the with the backlash. The investment's not too bad either there compared to someone popping a Clavex. So, yeah. 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 You know, I, I mean, so there, there's always all these counters. It's great. But, I mean, I mean yeah, you, you're saying, you know, the meta that we've left, all of a sudden, some of the cards that are here, they're like, oh, this is going to go great with this elite. This is going to go great with this elite. This is going to go great in this elite deck. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, but it could really make some, as, you know, as Kith proved, <laughs> some of those old school decks are still, still great for a reason. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. For sure. They're getting stronger, but... It, I guess what my point is is that as the elite meta grows with these releases, the other meta that we've left behind also improves. Yeah. But that's not getting as much attention because yeah. everybody's. Uh, of course, oh, got and this, that's why yeah. I talked about the new hotness. The yeah, new everybody wants to play the right? new stuff. Yeah, right? we've, got the, we've got this in our mind here. Yeah, I was I was going to make a comment there. Of, uh, how much have we moved away from the old meta? I mean, we still have a Kif doing. I don't well. know. I don't it's, know. Yeah, the, the, I, I mean, know. War War still seems all still to me seems most of his. Um, normal toys intact. He plays a little bit differently against an elite deck mainly, but but not a whole lot. He does what he does. It yeah. plays out I mean, Nathan, yeah. Nathan said after Gen Con, now he might have a different opinion, but after Gen Con mm. I was, he said, I think War and Kith and Eldoroth is still stronger. Oh yeah. And I went having just played War and gotten my ass whooped. <laughs> really? Like, yeah. I, I raised my eyebrows. And now, mm. I'm not going to argue with him. He obviously, he obviously has a good opinion and, and he's the tracker right he keeps track of all those things so he he has a uh insight into it that i don't but i and and i was both surprised and pleasantly so surprised that that that's still the case if he thinks that's still the case because i like war i i like playing him i know i'm i know i'm in the minority but no i i I love playing war there's no ways about that but the idea is is that the, the the thing that i like is and we use the term meta here at least mm-hmm. I'm using the term meta mm-hmm. as a placeholder for the game universe. The meta is not does not exist right now. The meta exists with every tournament. Mm-hmm. Every tournament. The, so the UK Nationals had a meta. Mm-hmm. That meta is a dis, it's a discrete thing. It it occurs between the beginning of that tournament and the end of that tournament. Mm-hmm. And then there's the the ramifications of it. And then there's the Gen Con meta that begins with that tournament and ends with that tournament. And then it, and that helps set up other metas, but there's no meta that the meta is always is a discrete event. That's what I'm holding to. Is that it's a discrete event determined at that be- from the beginning to the end and then it's over. It impacts the other events coming after it. I think part of what you're saying there is that um due to the slightly isolated nature of conquest players, we tend to be in small pockets around the world in general, is that we get snapshots. And those snapshots, those snapshots uh, defined uh, define shortly before a major event. Mm-hmm. We get the snapshot, and then the effect of that snapshot spreads out to wherever it's going to spread to. Now, everyone else out there is still somewhat isolated, so they're 
just like here, we're getting a mixture of, well, this is what everyone's said or proven does well, but this is what we're winning with here. Right. And so, yeah, well, you get those, those and, heavy differences. And there. look at look at the, the regionals data. Like, if you look at the regionals data, there was a preponderance of players with war. But at Gen Con, there was, if you were to, everybody was like, oh, war's going to be well represented at Gen Con. War wasn't. Was He was underrepresented when compared to the other warlords, with mm-hmm. the other instances of the regionals, right? He wasn't. He wasn't. He was represented, but uh, but you can you can't and you can't say that he was. He's underrepresented in light of this other thing. This isn't the meta. Isn't happening in a vacuum. That's what I'm not saying. Mm-hmm. I'm saying the meta for that tournament was this. Mm-hmm. The meta for me mm-hmm. <laughs> was five elite decks, mm-hmm. right? Necron, Tyranid, Zarathur, uh, Nazdrag, and Kugoth. There's, a, there's, a, there's an interesting um, argument on prepping for an event like that anyway. Like you said, the regionals were very war-heavy. So everyone saw that and thought a combination of things. I think partly that's because I think you go to a regional event, at a, an in-between level tournament in the, in the rankings, with your consistent deck. You want to see what's going on. You want to focus on playing well and not worrying about your strange effects and not worrying about meta changes very much. War, is an e- war was an easy meta call because he was solid. The, the most important thing you had to learn how to play was against Kiff and against War, basically with your mm-hmm. War deck. You know, they were the things you're going to worry about. Then when you go, I think there's a to me there's an idea of when you go to larger events, nationals and upwards, of going, okay, so I've seen those decks everywhere, so I have to worry about them, and maybe I change things to go for them. And I think as well, there's a little bit of a kind of, well, let's try something more counter meta. You know what I'm saying? You've got you've got one you've got one big tournament to get through. Um, is it worth me doing this, the, the, the more unusual build as far as everyone's mm-hmm. concerned is that surprise value worth it you right know? and I think there's, there's a, I think there's a great deal of players I'm, I would count myself among them that say okay I'm going to bring this warlord like mm-hmm. I bring war but I've got a couple of surprises that aren't necessarily widely thought of as war strong as war mm-hmm. specific mm-hmm. right so that's going to be my surprise and I think players try to do that top players at least it's my opinion. Top players in both Netrunner and Conquest uh, try to do a little bit of that themselves. Like they go with a little bit of a surprise. Like oh, you know, like uh, Joey was playing with you know, the drone side. defense. System. Oh, drone yeah. defense system. Sorry, yes, drone yes. defense system. Mm-hmm. So drone defense system. He was only playing two of those when mm-hmm. you know the common thinking was you yeah. play three. Yeah, yeah. And so even little surprises like that, even little tweaks to your deck mm-hmm. like that, can mean the difference between drawing the card you want and draw, not. Not drawing the card you want. Of course. One of the things that I've considered with this elite deck is, and and it started with talking to people at Gen Con, was this idea that you have a longer game. There are some decks that are set up for shorter games, and that doesn't happen. But when you're when you have a deck, you have a play style that sets up for the longer game. You have to interrupt their tempo, and and the Temple War deck was the popular one, made popular by. Mitch, right, mm-hmm. the Hive Tyrant. So, it was it wasn't his deck particularly, but he made. He, I think he brought a lot of attention to it, and so it came out that idea of interrupting the tempo of your opponent. Mm-hmm. I think is a good line of thinking for elite decks, because elite decks take some time to ramp up. Right, you need the card draw, you need some resources, you need to get those STC fragments in. Maybe you need to get a second one because it gets destroyed. The first one gets destroyed. So playing that elite deck means playing the longer game. Yeah. Any any interruption to right. that style of game plan is going to compound very quickly. 
Well, that's kind of when your interview with Nathan. I mean, that, that's one of the things that he said uh, with playing Kith and the discard was that the because you asked him like, how'd you deal with leads? He's like, it really wasn't an issue for him because the way his deck is built, there has to be a setup phase, mm-hmm. and so the SDC fragment hits, and then he would hit him with a discard and probably pull the elite that they mm-hmm. were that they were uh, mm-hmm. using, or, or they put down the command. You listened, I did, you did, I did. I told you they were. I told you they were good, man. <laughs> um, you know, and I listened for you, but I appreciated Nathan's in, uh, insight and wisdom there. <laughs> no, no, that was a good point. Like, know, he I, talks about playing Murder of Razor Wings, and he gets that little discard. And so there, so the, yeah, he's either the, able to pull the elite that they're trying to discount, or he's able to pull the discounters. Yep, mm-hmm. and and he's, but he's whether he goes first or last, the 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 elite decks tend to delay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then they get left with four cards in their hand, one of which is the elite, or two of which is the elite, and the Murder of Razor Wings comes in. And gets rid of it. Bam. This is this is your old netrunner basics of managing your opponent's hand. I mean, yeah. That's what it boils down to here. Is, yeah. yeah, using clever play to manage your opponent's hand. And even if you, even, the great thing is there as always. As long as you get a card, you probably did, did something good. It's one less card your opponent doesn't have, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you still you still gonna you still probably kneeling a shield. You're still probably messing up the later plan. And again, we just talk about the elite stuff of where they they kind of have to have to get everything they physically can to get stuff mm-hmm. onto the table and playing. So, so one of the things one of the things that I took away from that uh, with Nathan, this is one of the reasons why I changed up my Maxim deck, is yeah, while a four cost unit is uh, kind of in that in that range where it's not elite, so you can't get the discounters and it's pretty heavy cost. Something like the Griffin Escort, I'm I'll play that first turn. I'll play. I'll go ahead and play that. I'll hard, I'll hard cost it out, and then play a couple of either a support or a couple of command units, and I will save my elite and save my discounter. Till the second or third mm-hmm. battle before the end of the planet. Yeah, why play? Why play an STC fragment? Now, so so when I was looking, I was playing. I played to, Maxim you know, to kind of protect times. myself that way. Yeah, yeah. So I had an STC fragment in my hand, but I it was the second turn, and I but I couldn't pay for the elite even by playing the STC fragment. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, well, this is a, it's a limited card. So if I play it now, I I get a, I, I trigger the limited restriction for my turn and I can't play another limited card which is fine I don't have another one in my hand but I don't uh, that might be giving away some information yeah and giving him a target and I'm not going to use it this turn yeah so I chose I'm like okay I'm going to hold on to the STC fragment I'm going to hold on to the elite I'm going to try to get resources and play these both next turn and so that's a bit of a different strategy right when you see a limited card you almost always if you have one limited card in your hand you almost always want to play that because it is limited and you get one shot at playing it exactly yeah it's like oh if i draw a promotion next turn if i have if you have any decks i can only play one of pick pick one so i think that i think that's a good thing is that yeah not tipping your hand if you with with the discounters i mean uh when i was playing the chapel of saint camilla in my in my space marine mavros Mm -hmm. deck with all the four costs and three cost uh, space marines. I didn't want to put that out there unless I was going to use be able to have to be able to use it the next, like the next deploy action. Right. Um, reason being is because I actually played against a couple of decks where I put it out there like, okay, yeah, great. And the next turn I'll be able to put it out, uh, slap it out there, and it would either tau or not the tau the Eldar card that returns support to the top of the deck, so I'd have to pay yep. for it again. Yep. Or uh, I actually played uh, somebody uh, squig bombed it. Before I, I think you squig bombed it before I could use it, yeah, and, and yeah, it's like yeah. kind of like it's like boy that that really set, it sets you back obviously because you're playing you're playing for you know paying four and then all of a sudden it's like four resources you just might as well take them off the table because nothing mm-hmm. you got no benefit out of it. Yep, yep. So 
searching for truth is it, and we're sitting here looking at the cards, or at least some of the cards. What do you guys think? I haven't admittedly looked at Illuminar, Illuminar Zeras, the um, warlord, the Necron warlord. Um, I was going to say, how can I... Uh, uh, there's a few ways you can respond to this. I'm going to do these ones. Rich as old balls is what, <laughs> is, is what Zeras comes out as. There's a couple of guys playing him in the in the cafe just now, and yeah, is uh, they were doing a heavy uh, is it mechanical attachment augmentation? I forget. Yeah. Necron yeah. card, and yeah, just worth a fortune. Yeah, just yeah, money, yeah, yeah, money, yeah, yeah. money, paying, do, doing doing the hard elite pay. I could use reducers, but why bother? I'm drowning <laughs> in resources. Yeah, the seven six on him is for an obvious reason. They played him and went, "Ooh, that's a bit much. He needs less money." Yeah, he oh, is that right? anyway, yeah. Well, the dissection mm-hmm. chamber alone, like the, his signature support, a two cost support, force reaction after an army unit enters play, deal it one damage. Yeah. So you're like, yeah, swarm, not happening. Yeah, right. Well, basically, Any. like clear a planet, set another one up. The opponents, well, I've got plenty of money. I can throw things down at this. Oh, that's going to suck. You know, yep. Every time I try and deploy like this, ow, yep. ow, yep. ow. And then, yep. of course, it deals the dissection shield deals the damage, which then Zaris, by any means, by by almost all means, can re- has it removed. Yeah. And then boom. I think one of the ones, oh, I, pass, I, think one yeah, ones I passed by was an AOE. AOE one against Zaris's troops. Which Sarah responds with, oh, marvelous, money, 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 money. <laughs> <laughs> like, thank oh, you, thank you, thank you. This yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. so he, he, is, he is good fun. He's, he's also, there's a reasonable call with the right build to say he's one of the stronger Necrons of the three right now. Well, yeah, uh, there's, and there's the, there's the, there's the Necron Elite I played against him the other night. Oh, the yes. The 2-7, that when he resolves an attack, you remove a damage from him. And he money came boost. out of... Yeah, so that's an automatic money generator for Zeris. Yep. Money, like, please. Yep. He, he's... Whoa! Yeah. Zeris was interesting to Oh, the rumbling tomes, Tomb Stalker. That's who yes, it is. Yes, yes, 2-7, yes. elite drone. After this unit assigns damage by an attack, remove one damage from him. So he's at a planet with with Zeris. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Not even doesn't have... Doesn't have to be at the planet. Nope, just I'm, on the table. You yeah. gain a resource. Yep. That's amazing. Uh, yep. And he comes in, he p- takes a resource, he attacks... He gets resource back. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's it's pretty darn hilarious. Um, we're saying one interesting thing about Zerus is he looks like a simple case of here's a really cool. In, in, having seen him played a bit, rather, the conclusion we reached was he looks like a, an obvious case of here's a really cool ability. You know, it's like remove damage, gain a resource, and they went, "Ooh, that's kind of strong. Maybe we better trim down his main his main thingy a little bit." Then they're all that wasn't enough. Let's make his let's make his um his uh, uh, signature unit a bit too expensive because that's about the only major downside. Is it three costs for a unit that's not amazing? Yeah, but and it honestly, comes in and, and takes two damage. Well, his signature yeah. unit is a two cost, but yeah. it, oh sorry, prevent, two, yeah. two um, preventable. Yeah. So he comes in as a two, two. He's a two four, but yeah. obviously with two damage, he's a two two. Yeah, he th- that is. As far as we can figure out, the, the general feeling is that's been built to be just a little bit of a power haul back on his abilities, right. because he's he, yeah he's well he's and been, then he, his signature trick. his signature event is a three cost event target a planet remove one damage from each Necron unit control the targeted planet and deal one damage to each non Necron unit the target planet. Yeah. So if you have three Necron units that are damaged, you get your three back on vivisection. Yep, straight. Yep. Yeah, and, deal, and deal three damage. To, to, to enemy units. To, <laughs> well, yeah. to, uh, assuming you built the deck appropriately, to enemy units. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's all non-necron, so it yeah. could go to your. Yeah, his, 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 yeah, yeah. Mono cost would, would would you would you even bother setting your ins- changing your enslavement dial <laughs> when you're playing that warlord? He may, um, he may be the least enslavement heavy one, apart from one or two tricks. There's mind link. Mind link scarab isn't is a is a regular card, isn't it? Yeah, the control one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. Like, what would you do? Like, remove damage from any... I would, would have to give that some thought. If there's, I was, any, I was looking if there's at any damage removal effects I, in the other... I would, yeah, well, I was, I was yeah. actually looking at, looking at him and <sighs> thinking that I would actually maybe play him straight Necron and actually use all the Necron tricks to take my opponent units. And that's the only thing, change the enslavement dial. Because, yeah, it, it's expensive to take some of those units, but, well, mm-hmm. if he's going to be drowning in cash... Yeah. Like oh, I killed your dreadnought. I have a dreadnought. Yep. You know, and, well, you got a fat point. I like him. Yeah, I mean, it could be fun. No, that's and, totally, and yeah. <laughs> poor Michael. I don't, I don't know if he likes play. I I don't know if he likes play testing against me sometimes because, you know, I build decks and, and I was sitting there and because I have a deck uh, arranged deck with Starblaze that has Shrieking Basilisk in it and uh, Science Strike Force who are elite. So I actually that didn't even I, I didn't even deep strike I wouldn't even deep strike him because I had the STC fragments. So oh I'd, wow! I'd play him out. I'd play him out for free or oh. not for free for three. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have Holy Fuslot in there, and it's like why you have this? It's like because it's it's just a fun deck, you know. I, well, I build decks for fun. Yeah. It's, well, and some what? people are like, "Well, that's a confusing choice." It's like, well, it, it's. Not a confusing choice. It goes with the theme. Yeah. I didn't say it was an effective deck. It's just a fun deck. Paying paying three for that unit is not freaking bad. It's yeah, not no, exactly no. wimpy. So no, no, you know. no, no, no. Is it three four? Yeah, yeah, you know. And then, and then I mean, Rage in that deck, I have some of the attachments yeah. that came out here in Searching for Truth with the Hotshot Laz, Laz pistol. You know, that gives gives uh, um, the attached unit plus two attack, and you can't remove damage. From from uh, units at the same planet. Units at the same yep. planet. So yeah. it's kind of along the lines like, you know, I, I'm hitting you for five range. That's fun. Yeah, <laughs> for yeah. me. Now you can. Now I saw a discussion online. You can move. It doesn't prevent moving damage like mm-hmm. Kugoth and and some such things, but but it does prevent removal of damage. Yeah. Well, removal versus move is quite straightforward. When yeah. you move damage, the amount of damage to the planet stays stays the same. Mm-hmm. Removal means it leaves the table. That's yeah. Yeah, that's straightforward. Yeah. Uh, the 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 one that's got me kind of interested, just I, and I don't and I can't tell you why, is rundown the the d- deep strike event for Dark Eldar. It's a deep strike event, so it has no cost. It's a deep strike of zero. Reaction after you deep strike this event, target a non-elite army unit in your opponent's HQ and move the targeted unit to this planet. So you want to pull that unit at HQ. Into a losing battle. Into a losing battle. Basically, and yeah, it's a non-elite army unit. So, interest, like... Pull I, it into a losing battle or pull it maybe into a battle where it's not going to be able to... Because if, if you know, you pull it, you're like, I'm going to go ahead and trigger a battle at planet 5, even though the win condition now is planet 3, just so that you don't have... You can't you can't have that unit at planet yeah. 3. Well, that's yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, that'd be... That, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, that, yeah. that makes sense. It's so like, you yeah, don't I'm, want them to... You don't want that unit to be there, exactly, right? Exactly. For that final. So battle. I'm pulling to a planet where he's never going to make a difference. We have yet. plenty of passive support tricks that we don't want to turn up. So you grab a you grab a chimera to a bad planet and kill it. Yeah. Easy example. That chimera over here with ten war units is going to be utterly atrocious. We're never going to kill them. So we'll pull him to five, and me and the warlord will beat him up. <laughs> you know, yeah, whatever. You know, for example, yeah. Um, the one, the one that's got me giggling. I haven't yet um, got it into. Play I was properly. wondering if you were going to fall it because yeah. that, that it's, it's a deck space thing right now. But oh, I'm, I've got I a fairly aggressive, card. fairly aggressive play in my genes for the deck anyway. But burst forth, which is the deep strike um, reaction move, warlord and synapse to or synapse. Uh, yeah, also. it's a it's a it's a deep strike event. After you deep strike this event, commit either your warlord or synapse unit you control to this planet. Yeah, and like in in particularly in <clears throat> excuse me with the style of play I've got with both the. Um, 
using Omega himself occasionally as a command sniper rather than a mainline fighter because his ability is global. Or um, the I commonly use the uh, the Zoanthrope. So the Zoanthrope goes to a planet, brains orchard someone, then turns up to the main fight. But yeah, I can I can live with that. I'll pay I'll pay I'll pay a resource for that. You know, yeah, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or if, yeah. I mean, you have old one eye. You know, because I I put together an old one eye deck combat heavy that I want to put that in because the idea is I'm bullying a planet and the warlord's avoiding me mm-hmm. and ideally I have two or three one or two of the other planets covered with burst forth that when that when that warlord shows up there it's like I'll win command at the first planet right I win the battle at that planet my mm-hmm. warlord goes home or my synapse goes home and we come to the the fourth or fifth planet where their warlord's at and I burst the the command, the I'm, combat I'm just, starts. I burst forth and you burst oh, forth, ha, yeah. you're gonna have to deal with my guy anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that, that and in the in the same pack as well, the Michael in Spores, which win, wins the wins the um, um, award for unit my unit that I'm most likely to destroy immediately. <laughs> as Applying soon as I mobile unit can. zero to interrupt when this, the unit is destroyed. Destroy up to target two target enemy support cards. Yeah, yeah. wonderful call for um, is it consumption? Yeah, yes, yeah. sacrifice everything. One Ooh. every planet. Yeah, consumption is the oh, yeah? one there. Okay. Consumption is that you have a table. Now he's setup. expensive. That's a three cost unit, right? Yeah, but a heck of an effect. Double double support. Any support mm-hmm. kill is great mm-hmm. in in terrain, particularly when the only other choice is clogged with corpses. But combine the effects of lose one at every planet, particularly in a nice heavy elite meta where a planet may have a nice big seven cost somewhere. It's a fun little toy. Yeah, you know, yeah. So it, it's, it looks really cool. I I, I like. We the blood axe strategist. Oh, 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 this Man guy. alive. Okay, this I guess. guy. We forgot. We I forgot. think searching for truth is is uh, it's a, a great, love pack for Carl. No, I forgot. That. <laughs> this, is, this is another example of watching our local meta. One of the regular guys, Dan, had this up, um, and he's doing a, a. I don't know if it's an elite orc, but it's a. It's an awkward to deal with units orc deck. And this guy has just been such a pain in the backside. Everyone's like, strategist, oh, well, my, where I thought this battle was going is out the window. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, any, 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 add, add teleporter pad in, and you have literally have no idea where something is going to end up. I, like, the, it's the, on the, the table somewhere. <laughs> oh, yeah, Damn yeah, yeah. Now. The Nazrek deck I've, I've built yeah. is, uh, <laughs> has teleporter pad, the strategist, inspirational fervor. Yeah, exactly. You know, because the whole idea is kind of like, I'm going to be what, what, sl- oh, moving my place. orcs all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know. So I, have, someone, I just built it. So haven't played it yet. Don't so know one, for one, one second, second John. You're bursting forth and slapping your orcs all over the place. Yes. Is what you're telling us? You know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Slapping orcs and bursting forth. <laughs> you know, yeah. Maybe That's, it's time to talk <laughs> about the newest segment in my <laughs> In my mind, <laughs> are, we, are we going to a different podcast here? No, no. <laughs> okay, just it's it's. Some of you may have seen me walking around. Some, I have a I have an old I have a cigar traveling case that I use for my cards, and I call it my trunk. So this. Is Tobin's, Tobin's trunk. trunk and John's junk? <laughs> I'd like to point out there is no there is no alliteration of works with my name that I'm going to say on, on, on recording. So in that in that term, so <laughs> Tobin's trunk. So Tobin's trunk is an episode much like John's junk in which we share things that we don't necessarily share with other people, which is how we're thinking about cards and other things. So uh, the, one of the things that's in my trunk is and has been in my trunk for a very long time, which is was also part of John's junk, which is and I love saying that. I'm just <laughs> saying that. So, so I'll stop saying that now. So anyhow, please, please don't. <laughs> Promethium mine, right? Uh-huh. I had it in my I had it in my Maxim deck. 
I listened to Barry Wardle. Yes, Barry, I listened to your podcast. Mm-hmm. Barry and Hamish and, and uh, uh, I think they had Pajman. If I'm getting your name right, Paj, I'm not sure. But they, the three of them talked about Promethean Mine. And I'm sitting there and I'm smoking my cigar and I'm thinking about this. And I'm like, no, no, they're wrong about Promethean Mine. I'm going to include it because John did a bit on this. And, and, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, and then after five minutes of conversation, I decided, you're yep, they're right. I got to take it out. Well, <laughs> I, so uh, then I took it out. If you want to, if you want. So I put it back in my trunk. And if, so if, those are the things. That's what Tobin's, that's, that's what I have in mind for that segment, which is Tobin's trunk, which is cards that made it into my deck and then they got pulled out before they were actually used <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I, I listen to people who are probably smarter than I am. <laughs> oh, well, there's a reason why it's called junk. <laughs> I was going to say, I was gonna say junk, junk, junk is all about things that you want to share with and that necessarily, don't want to, don't, not necessarily people want to be shared with. And Tobin's trunk is all about thinking twice. So, <laughs> thinking twice. Where I am like, put it out on a table and be embarrassed that people actually see it. Like, oh my God, you have that? And Tobin's like, no, no, keep it tucked back. Things that I thought would work, and then I'm like, no, I ain't going to share that with anybody. And as I qualified before in this podcast, I build decks for fun. Uh, you know, uh, I am gearing up. I want to. I do want to play a competitive Maxim deck at, at Worlds, uh, and so Pre- Promethean Mine is not in it. But I did. I do have a Junk per, uh, Maxim deck that has things like Promethean Mine, and it was funny. I was actually thinking about Promethean Mine yesterday, or maybe two days ago. That card, some of these cards that you don't play, that is hard. How could they have been designed better? How how could they? And I think one. I think if Promethean Mind being limited, that's perfectly fine. If either it didn't have a cost, if it was a zero-cost card and gave you four over the next one, one resource, that would, that, would, that would have improved it. Or if you could, if, if it was an action to take a resource off it. Exactly that. One, limit once per turn, action, take a right, resource from Yeah, and absolutely. Yeah. And, 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 and it suffers like, like many like once, cards once a phase in, or something. Many, yeah. in mm-hmm. course that suffer, which is... And, and and Brad is on record at this, and and I and I applaud him for it. I would rather have Promethean Mine be in my trunk mm-hmm. than be overpowered and on the table, and maybe be be akin to an Astroscript pilot program. Yes, in Netrunner, yeah, where it's the call, single yeah. most powerful agenda in the game, and it must be included in all three all three copies must be included in any MBN deck until it hits until it got eroded a few months ago to limit one per deck. Right. Yeah. Right. So because and Brad has Brad has gone on record and saying we were we were we were leaning conservative in our course at design, right? And that's why you have. But yet, Clavix the, made it through. Come on! <laughs> no, 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 no. Clavix wasn't corset. Clavix wasn't corset. Clavix wasn't corset. No, no, hell no. Oh, Do you imagine the was third or fourth war pack? Remember, remember the bitching when the Netrunner core set came out and scorched earth and everything there, and everyone went, "How do we possibly handle this? Could you imagine what would happen oh, if Clavix had been corset?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, above. But still, Clavix made it through. He did. That thing needs to be cost. You make, you make a good point there. That, yeah, the conservative core, core set design is an interesting core. Right, and, and, and the, so so what? So I think what you've seen, and we've talked, maybe we've talked about this before, is you know you have all you had all the seven faction cost reducers, cost one limited, unique, that they wouldn't get played. We talked about that in our first podcast, in mm-hmm. the very first episode. It's like it's unique, it's limited, it's one. It, it, you need it that first turn to really make it pay off. But what you're seeing now with Salem Enclave, with SDC, with with these other reducers, with uh, Bone Singer Choir, is that he's th- he's said okay, that was too conservative. 
Now yes. we're going to find our balance. Mm. And he's done an excellent job of finding Oh, yeah, no, no, I, I definitely think so. I, I mean, it's, it's just one of those things where... So see, trying to go back and make force-feed a Promethean mine into us, you know, I think... There's some there's some cards that are a lost cause. Oh yeah. In oh, yeah. Letter, and and this might be Promethean mine might be the poster child for lost causes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's my junk, it's in yeah. your trunk. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, as soon as you said as soon as you started this segment, I knew I was gonna say that line. I was gonna say no no, no we we can't get facial expressions over the um, over the recording here, but no, I was, was going to say. When <laughs> you, I was embarrassed, and I'm grinning. You just look <laughs> kind of speechless. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you when you brought up the um, the Promethean Man and Corset, I suddenly the thought occurred to me just then. I think it's a reasonable one. We kind of discussion we bounced around today. Fist bump um, over there was that it's what, in some ways Promethean Man is a classic example of, like you say, we went conservative. We played this card's power down. That's a good thing for the Corset, so we can extend it. It also you could look at it as a teaching thing. Promethean Mind says resources are important. Maybe not important enough to include this card, but they're important, <laughs> and that's a reasonable right, that's a right. reasonable thing to learn. To be like, okay, it's not just I need the most money. Right. You could look at it as a teaching thing. You play it, you go, oh, I see now why that's not necessarily the best thing to do for this game. I move on. Yeah. Right. Well, similar, you could have a, you could have a Promethean mind that's a that's a a one cost, but an action to take off limit once per phase. Yeah. Or limit once per round. But as right? we, yeah. Or you can have uh, it costs one, and you take one off it as soon as you put. As soon as you put it into play, and then you take one off after, so you get the cost back, and then you and then so it's essentially free, but you need the one to pay for it. Mm -hmm. So those are little mechanics that came out at, with Warlords and with other cards, mm -hmm. where Brad, where it's at least maybe I'm putting thoughts into his head that weren't there, but he thought about things like that, and he said, okay, we're going to limit the once per round, we're going to limit this to once per phase, we're going to. Make you get the, you're going to allow you to get the cost back immediately, but you have to have the resource to play it. So, mm -hmm. with respect to Archon Selene Morn, you have to have the resources to play the Cabalite Orator at the Red Planet to get the resource back, mm -hmm. but you can do it. Well, the, the reason I, I, I obviously, John, you got that before me. The reason I, I went for the whole deal of Premium Mine being um, once per, once per um, phase as an action, take a resource off it, or once per round for the full turn, yeah, once per round um, is obviously what that then turns me from my into in that case is a two action stall exactly. which might be a bit too much to exactly. be honest, that's kind of rough but, yeah, you know, it's a two action econ, stall econ in and the corset right? and, an, and, e and econ, yeah that's one of those cases of maybe we'll back that off a little yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. You know. well yeah, because if you, if you play that first turn in the corset, can you imagine the corset you play first turn for one Mm -hmm. The next action is pulling it off. So you've taken two actions during the deploy phase, and you still have seven seven credits, seven, seven credits, seven resources, yeah. and six cards in your hand. Yeah. And your opponent might have played two cards. Yeah. Unless yeah. they played a promotion and, 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 <laughs> and long term, yeah. you have an econo economic advantage because next round you're going to go and I'll take a resource. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I'll take a resource, and then I won't play a card. Yeah. You get to we play we card. have just um, clearly illustrated the way in which that card could have been a bit. Too strong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know, yeah. Easy example of a little too powerful. There you go. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I mean, you can not to. Uh, to drag out this section, but you can imagine the situation of then it becomes the corset becomes I play my Promethean mine. Your opponent goes, I play my Promethean mine. You go, I take a resource off. So do I. Then we actually yeah. start playing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's there's four deploy actions in which yeah. no one does anything, anything. but Promethean mine. Yeah. Yeah. Then I'll play my Blood Angel Veteran at a blue planet with Mavros. <laughs> no. I'll play my Blood Angel <laughs> Veteran. <laughs> Twenty minutes well, in and there was still a first turn and there's only been there's only been say, two cards. We've been there for two cards. I deal him a damage, I deal him a damage. I deal him a damage, I do Yes, I 
see what you're saying. Yeah. You're right. The delay tactics would, would yeah. be <laughs> awful. There's a challenge for you, folks. How, how long can we possibly... Give, give us an example of how long we can physically oh, extend oh, the deploy a, phase. There's a, there's there's a, a challenge. Oh. How long can you make the deploy phase last? Without playing a unit. Yeah. Well, just physically. Yeah, just how long can you make deploy phase last? With seven resources, with the first turn. Opening hand, seven opening resources. Hand, seven seven cards, seven the, resources. Deploy phase B. Let us know, that folks. Might, that might be a win <laughs> for the Necrons. Yeah, no kidding, right? Yeah, they can, they can yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the Necrons so, might win that so, battle. So just there's, just there's on a playing one support, <laughs> tapping, discard, <laughs> drawing two, discarding two, yeah. playing recycle, drawing two, <laughs> discarding two. Uh, playing another sport, yeah. playing another, like like. Well, well, you are limited on. You got your seven resources, so you're yep. limited on that. You got your initial seven cards, so you're limited on that. That would be an interesting. I would love to Ooh. see that. Please, please address your answers to Tobin's trunk. At <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, address your answers to the trunk. Oh, yes, please do. Yeah, I, I would yeah. love to see that yeah, puzzle. Definitely. That's a good. That's a good one. All right, so should we do that? Let's, let's do that. Yeah, let's, please. Yeah, let's. Uh, let we'll take. You can either post to our Facebook page or email us directly at TraxSectorWarcast at gmail.com with your, you need to pick a warlord and the sequence and how how many deploy actions you can get. Yeah. Turn. How long can you make the deploy phase last in one if opening turn? Yeah. Winner, winner gets a mat. Oh, I have a mat. <laughs> I have a, a TraxSectorWarcast mat for somebody. And we'll also throw in... Uh, some other swag that we find here and there. I have plenty of I've, I have plenty of stuff. So let's do that. That's awesome. that's yeah. It. So how long can you make the deploy phase last with a particular warlord? And my assumption is that you're going to either get you're going to they might take what's his nut Turkamata with eight eight. That's mm-hmm. fine. Let's, but if they take let's some, them, let's let it, them figure it, it out. It's, yeah. your, it's <laughs> your opening. It, it's a warlord. It's the opening hand. It's the first turn. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to put out, say, oh, if there's this planet or whatever. Yep, that's like, fine. You know, yeah, make around. the yeah. assumption you're going to have at least one blue planet because uh, um, you are going to at least have one blue planet or you're going to have at least one green planet or you're going to have at least one red planet because that's the way the planet icons are designed in your opening flop. Yep. So mm-hmm. you're at least going to, you know, yep. Mavros's ability is going to be able to trigger yep. any of that oh, stuff. So let's, let's, let's see. That's an intriguing one. Yeah. I, I, I think well, look at that! Look at us! We just came up with a contest. Yeah, so, so, a challenge. The, the, are we gonna, so today is September second. How long are we gonna let this contest run? Two weeks. We'll next. run it two weeks. We'll yeah. run it two next weeks. Pack. Yeah. To the next. To the so so so. so search, get us, get us everything your, up to searching for truth is as eligible. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Get us your ideas via email or via Facebook by September fifteenth. And we will announce the winner at the next on the next. We'll we'll try to. It might be we'll the, might be the podcast after that. Well, because we're recording on the sixteenth, I think. Fingers right, crossed. right. So we should be able to. So hopefully, hopefully, yeah, yeah, yeah. So get them into us by the fifteenth, and we'll. It'll just be a pure numbers game, folks. Yep. And then if there's tied for numbers, we'll either send both winners or we'll give some points to creativity. I was gonna say, yeah, creativity is like the that. one. Definitely. Yeah, if it's a tie, we'll have something. Maybe it'll come yeah. down to judgment who 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 gets the who gets the edge. But yeah, you know, yeah. top place will be a mad. So, so consider all that as well. Yeah. Consider creativity how, how crazy as part of it. Yeah, convoluted. <laughs> we want Rube, we want Rube, Rube Goldberg machine openings here. Yes, I do this. Yes. I take that to move this to play this. <laughs> and you can give yourself whatever hand you want to. Yeah, of course. Yeah, right? of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not going to limit that. But other than what you're limiting. That you have either seven or eight cards, depending on your warlord, or six cards if you're going to be playing a Tyranid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. So we'll see. So we'll Good see. idea, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> 
one of the things that we're coming, we've talked about Worlds coming up. John and I will be at Worlds in November and we'll be there with our guns, our lighters, mm. our cards fully charged and ready to rock. We're going to be partnering with the First Planet Podcast, Brian and Scott are over there, as well as Octagon's War Master, Sam Mann, who is a cigar aficionado and a cigar professional himself. Um, I so didn't we're know that. Be, yeah, yeah. Awesome. I'm, so, I'm really excited now. So <laughs> I went to the, the Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival, which a few thousand people go to, and I ran into some guys at the pros, some the master blender for CAO Cigars, and he knows Sam. And I mentioned, yeah, I play games with Sam. And he's like, oh, great. And and there were three other guys that know Sam Mann. <laughs> boom, boom, bam. So it is a small freaking world <laughs> where yeah. I, like, like, I could just say, yeah, I know a guy in Kansas. I, this was, and I think I told Sam this. I said, I know a guy in Kansas City who knows you. <laughs> and he went, Sam Mann? And I went, what the? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly who, like, that's whoa. The guy. Like, so apparently there's only one guy in, in Kansas City that Ricky Rodriguez knows, and that's Sam. So Sam, <laughs> hats off to you. But we're going to be hosting Cigars and Beers. Uh, it'll happen just down the street from the FFG of Zen Center on Wednesday night. I will probably be, because I am a cigar smoker, I will probably be having one um, each night. I don't know if I'll be there. Uh, I'm going to be kind of, I probably will be a little bit anxious at Worlds because I want to, I want to, play some good conquests i want to play i'm I'm signed up for netrunner but i'm also interested in in doing some other things so we have so cigars and beers is happening wednesday night we hope to see you all there we'll be uh raffling off some uh conquest swag giving it away raffling it off something like that and then there's also this is we're sitting here on september 2nd and battle for nectivist was funded did did reach its funding point of 800 dollars. thank you to all who contributed it's a player run event at world's we're going to be doing some really great alternate planets, and, and John Gobey is providing some alternate art for cards on Void Pirate in the form of Void Pirates and Rogue Traders. So thank you very much for those who kickstarted and supported that effort, and it should be a heck of a good time. We're holding that on Saturday uh, after Worlds, and uh, I think that's about it. It's, it's a, a vibrant community. I'm looking forward to Worlds. It's still two months off, obviously. But that doesn't mean I'm not excited. Oh, I'm very excited. Thanks to Haunted Game Cafe for the recording space. If you'd like to join the discussion, have ideas for future episodes, feedback, or questions for us, you can contact us at TraxSectorWarcast at gmail.com, via our Facebook page at Twitter at TraxSectorWC, or leave a comment in the episode's comment section. This episode was sponsored in part by Rocky Mountain PC, where you can save 10% if you mention you heard about them here. Thanks for listening. The, the Emperor, Emperor Protects. protects. Yeah. <laughs> Griffin Escort. Yeah, I'm not so sure oh. about it. In, in war in war it's not bad. I'm not sure about it in Max. Oh. You'll see. I don't know, man. Because <laughs> it's too it's expensive. You can't yep. use SDC for it. No you can't. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> then let them figure the fucking thing out. Let them they're going to be like, what? <laughs> John's <laughs> junk, Tobin's trunk, no, no contest. contest.